0: Welcome to the... Bi- <laughs> it's so stupid. Um, welcome to the Painter Files Podcast. I am your host, Jazz Blake, as you well know. I'm a very silly person who talks about art and just kind of what it's like growing up as a painter through, you know, my own personal history, and then also just to check in on my life and all the cool stuff that's coming up. This is episode 120. See you soon. So yeah. We just uh, had uh Indigenous People's Day, or some people refer to it as uh Thanksgiving, if you will. Um, yeah. I hung out with my family and we ate a bunch of food, um, talked to my mom, talked to my stepmom. Uh didn't get in touch with my dad. He was I guess he was just busy doing stuff. I don't know. Um yeah talk to some of my cousins and stuff like that over the phone. It is a hard part about not living near a bunch of people when all this stuff goes on, like you you don't really spend a lot of time around them, so when the holidays come around, you don't see anybody, but that's okay. um Shout out to my friend Roscoe, whose grandma just passed away. I know uh I know he's gonna be okay but. In the time of need, it's always good to just kind of send love to those who need it. Now, uh, on other notes, I have been working on the next book, actually. I'm giving myself kind of a flexible deadline of the year 2023. So that's at least, like, give or take an entire year through from, you know, a year in a couple of weeks for all of this so we're still in the uh, the year of 2021 so I feel I feel pretty good about that I feel like that's flexible enough I've got a lot of paintings already that I want to put in there but I have so many more I want to do and I want to do like a giant coffee table book because my first book was a giant coffee table book and I feel like my third book should be definitely a giant coffee table book I think it should have like crazy amount of paintings and just a lot of insights and everything, and I feel happy about that. I feel like there's just no wrong way to do that, and yeah, really happy about all of it. Uh, the babies are good, uh, the little fur babies running around. They're huddled up together right now because it's uh, cold, and they like to do that. They're friends when they're cold, it's kind of funny. They're enemies when they're warm. But they're friends when they're cold, or at least they're, they're Russell buddies when they're when they're warm. And, yeah, we just just going about and doing stuff. Alex doing really cool art stuff, so if you get a chance, check her out. It's uh, Blaze E. Blake pretty much everywhere, all major online things, if you just look her up. And, yeah, I've just been painting. I've been trying to work on some new sponsors for the podcast and I'm trying to work on new murals um to get them started so I'm, I'm talking to people not a lot of people not frequently but I'm, I'm talking to people trying to figure it all out I've been studying a lot of other artists on how they do murals I'm not so much worried about setting up murals like I understand how to do all that but it's the like the actual painting of murals I, I get that pretty easily That's not really a complicated concept for me But you know Just trying to work it all out And figure out what I want to do next I think a lot of times The next step is the step That always kind of slows you down So yeah also picked up this really uh, fun comic book Called Black Sad It's a French detective novel where everybody is an animal, and uh, it's like this Detective Blacks, John Blacksad. I picked it up originally as a video game for my Nintendo Switch, and it's this guy who's a detective, and it's kind of like a Dick Tracy, film noir type of thing, and it's just really fun. Like, if you get a chance to check it out, please do, and then we can talk about it, and yeah. <laughs> stuff and things and stuff. So a while back, I got asked uh, where some of my ideas come from. And I've answered this a few times, but I feel like because it's ever-evolving, the answer should be ever-evolving. Um, a lot of times I try to, when I sleep, I try to kind of work things out in my dreams. I mean, I'm actively doing it also, but in my dreams as well. I do like this thing where I'm I'm kind of like sleeping And I'm planning out just kind of like a whole world of paintings. Almost like a a 3D world where everything just kind of gets made, and put together. And I try not to let any negativity get in there. Like I feel like when I'm awake, there's a lot of voices. And a lot of the voices are all kind of like, oh, you think you can do that? How do you think that's going to respond, etc.? But when I'm asleep, all those things are gone. And that's just really important. Side note, just in case we forgot, I hope you're drinking some water today. It's very important. I'm drinking some hot tea, which is kind of water with, you know, grass in it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Hydration. No. <laughs> it's so silly. So silly. I just try and stay open minded about a lot of the stuff. Like you can find a lot of inspiration in like books and abstract paintings and doing abstract paintings and movies and conversations and looking out windows the whole world inside and outside can be kind of your palette for a lot of creative ideas so I try to tell people like you need to try and work all the time internally which I feel for some people might feel like madness and I understand that you can't always beyond every 5 seconds unless you're really great at it then maybe you can i'm i'm not dali i can't i can't live that life every moment of every day i'd like to get to a point where maybe i'm spending less time worrying about other other things than i am about making but human as far as everyone can tell <laughs> And so you just kind of got to keep keep an eye on the prize in a way, but also make it a point to just reach out and see things. And then don't be afraid to use those things for inspiration. I hear that a lot with a lot of artists, like where they have this fear that being inspired somehow is like a bad thing. And I wish I could get people out of that kind of groove. Where everything is not where everything is not always just kind of this giant crazy if I do this am i cheating and there's there's no cheating, it's just living, so i just I wish the best for everyone to just create and be and do things I expect one of the things I've been working on throughout the years has been I have lots of different sketchbooks, some are public, some are private. I think the importance of a private sketchbook is you can just put down whatever you want and it never has to see. no one ever sees it and so if it's good, if it's bad, if it's good, you can always transfer it to your bigger to your public sketchbook. You can always rip a page out, people hate doing that but I'm a, I'm a believer on, if you really, really love it, you can always recreate it or even rip it out and put it somewhere else. But the idea is something that no one else is going to put their hands on. And it's just for you. And I think within that freedom, you find kind of the most expressive bits of your ideas because it, it can be something that makes you angry. It can be something that makes you feel like this is stupid. It can be something... That makes you happy but you can't explain it it can be something that's just nice and it makes you feel calm and you don't ever have to kind of revisit any of those because it's just done for you and only for you and I think a lot of times like that can be the best part of sanity just going forth and doing all these things sometimes just for yourself all hell Yasumoto Inc. <laughs> no, that's that's not how how the how the sponsorship thing goes. But it's um Yasumoto Inc. is one of my sponsors, guys, and I want you to go check it out if you have a chance. If you're an artist or you just like to kind of create things. No matter what you fall under these definitions for yourself, um there's a lot of really great things that they have. They have ink, they have watercolors, they have pens, they have markers, they even have I think they even have some paper. So you have to just kind of uh, just check it out and see everything that goes on there. They're just a really good and wonderful sponsor. I feel quite lucky to have them. So, yay, Yasumono Ink. It's like the worst sponsor. Is that bad? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I got nothing. I got nothing on that one. Um, yeah, I have been drinking... Um, A lot of tea, and I've been trying to cut back on coffee. And that seems to be giving me a lot of kind of sleepy clarity, I guess, in a way. My brain's still trying to kind of adjust to not having lots and lots of mega amounts of caffeine. So I'm doing matcha and stuff like that. And it is difficult, honestly. it's It's quite difficult. I remember being in art school, and we would go to... This place called the Tasty Diner in North Carolina, in Charlotte. And I don't ever talk about Savannah, I know. But I just there's not a lot to say about it. It was a sleepy town. And I I didn't enjoy it as much as I thought I would. But Charlotte. Charlotte, I met a lot of really great people. You know what? We'll talk about Raleigh. There you go. I've never told you about Raleigh. So... I went to this graphic design school in Raleigh and in that I met all these kind of crazy little artsy kids who were mostly like music people and like graphic designers. They wanted to be like website hosts and stuff like that or website designers. I just wanted to learn like basic animation and storyboarding and stuff. So I went there and I just remember like the town was so chill and funny And it was kind of a rough time in my life, honestly, because, like, everything that kind of could go wrong started to go wrong. I was working at a job, and they were looking for someone to be a manager, but they didn't want to give it to me because I was in school. But because I was in school, I couldn't work full-time. And then when the semester ended, I needed to pay my tuition, but I didn't have enough money because I couldn't work full-time. And they wouldn't hire me as a manager (laughs) because I wasn't full-time. So it just kind of became this thing where I couldn't go back my second semester when I was there. And I had all these, like, books on how to become a graphic designer and stuff like that and all these things. And it was weird because, like, the person who was teaching it had never really been a graphic designer. She had taken a class at a, college, at a community college the summer before we got there in the fall. So she kind of knew what was going on, but she also kind of didn't know what was going on. And I remember the Dean was this guy with, like, this long gray ponytail and, like, uh, Benjamin Franklin glasses. We sip. And, um, it was just funny. He kept telling me, he was like, yeah, you could work for, like, a skateboard company or, like, a surf company. Or, you know, you could work for, for some reason he said Playboy. And I was like, do they need graphic design? I guess they have cartoonists. Um... And I was like, yeah, all those things, fine with me, go for it. I have no issue with any of these things. (laughs) And it was just kind of interesting and kind of cool how all of it was going. Um, I didn't completely follow through with all of it because it just didn't always make total sense to me the way all of it worked. I was working really hard at school to try and make a living while i was doing it full-time and it wasn't always working out but i started i remember i was in a huge huge fog as far as painting i kept drawing all these things in these sketchbooks that's when i was drawing constantly and i would draw these like crazy backgrounds and these crazy type of things and i paint them on a, on a board and then i would then superimpose like characters and figures and all this stuff and my way of normally doing that would be I would look through kind of like stock footage online of figures and figure drawing and all types of stuff and then I would put those in there and I sold a few paintings but I remember during that time I was having a really really hard time just making something that I thought was good enough to put on a canvas and I was in the middle of getting divorced so it also kind of it was just a A hell of a shit show to say the least and so yeah I was just I was torn in a lot of ways and I think sometimes artists get this idea that like you need to be sad to be able to be creative and I was the saddest I'd ever been and I don't think it helped me at all honestly and then I moved up to Raleigh I moved out of Raleigh to D.C. because I just couldn't make enough money to live in Raleigh. So I figured I'd move to a more expensive place where I could have several jobs. So I was doing all that stuff when I was at art school. And I, I never went back to art school. I did some Skillshare stuff, which was helpful. It gave me kind of insight on some of these things. And I studied under some really great artists. And I ran into other artists that I knew when I was working in art school in a website that was like a my art myspace my called Talent Database. And in Talent Database, I ran into like uh, Andrew Kawasaki and um, Michael Shepcock and just like a bunch of people who are really great artists in their own right. And we would just kind of shoot the shit. And they all gave me like really good advice on how to get back into Glenn Barr. Ooh, Glenn Barr had some great stuff. And I was just trying to figure out how to focus again. Uh, My ex-wife was very jealous, and so it was hard to focus on things because she would just kind of... It was almost like a Diego Rivera type of situation where constantly scheming um, and possibly stepping out i don't know it's not about her um as we all know i'm happily married and i have been for almost 10 years now um to alec many many years later and yeah it was just difficult there was so much going on so i guess in a one way this is about like finding your focus and believing in the ideas that you know although you don't feel good with your work Sometimes it's good to just start making things anyways so that you can just get past the fear of making something bad. In the other way, it's also if you're ever in a really bad situation, relationship or any other type of thing, it's always good to ask for help outside of those things. Uh I don't know who you ask. <laughs> Sometimes it's your friends, sometimes it's your family, sometimes it's whatever. But it's good to just to sit in a mud puddle and then be mad about being wet will never help you. So you have to kind of you have to figure out a way to just make the first step. I don't believe in the whole bootstraps thing. You can't pull yourself up by your bootstraps. That's insane. But what you can do is you can acknowledge that you can't get up. And then, yeah, ask for help. And eventually, you got a cool studio and a cool wife and cool cats and cool home. I got to paint. Not like art paint. I have to paint the house a little bit. <laughs> it's I uh, got old paint. It's, it's a little nasty, ugly looking. So... We gotta do that at some point this year. Well, next year. Just lots of stuff to do. There's always things. I think in the frustration sometimes of dealing with everything, we forget that, like, we have to center ourselves. We have to drink water, we have to stretch. God, we had a stretch. Oof. I started taking up a new stretching regimen because I lost a lot of my flexibility throughout the years, and it's really kind of helped me relieve a lot of my stress, relieve a lot of my pain, all these things. So I recommend just go on YouTube, look up fifteen-minute stretches, and then just start kind of trying to do them at the best of your ability. And I promise you, you if you do it, you do it, and you don't push yourself too far you'll you'll feel better. You honestly will. And from that, in my friends who own yoga studios in Yoga Heights in Washington, DC, if you're in the DC area, please look them up. They have amazing program and they're super friendly. Hey Mochi. Speaking of super friendly. And yeah, it's just I suggest just something, something like that. There are a lot of places that offer actually virtual yoga. I think even virtual yoga can be kind of really great. You can stand in on a class, pay a couple dollars, have a get on a live stream doing yoga. And it's just, it's it's good to support the small business, but it's also, it's just good for you, honestly. It's good for you. You'll find yourself in like this very serene state that you've been looking for and it's actually a pretty good workout. Like I'm very sweaty after I do this stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> sweaty me. Um yeah, so let's meditate, should we? I think we should. I have been trying to focus for about a week and a half in between the holiday trying to just be chill and be calm and all these things, and I didn't realize how unchill and how uncalm I was until on Thanksgiving Day, or uh, National, uh, what did we say? National Native Day. That I was still kind of high strung. Uh, we woke up early, and well, Alec woke up early. I didn't wake up early. Um, and she had the parade on. And we were doing laundry and all this stuff. And she went around a corner too fast and busted her foot open. And she was worried she was going to have to get stitches. So we cleaned her foot and we put all the stuff on. And it was just, you know, just an abrasion. And it stopped bleeding and all that stuff. We, put it, we wrapped it up so and her toe wasn't broken or anything like that. But I realized in that moment how all the things that I was focusing on didn't really matter. That were frustrating me. Because I was I was so worried she was hurt. And it just changed my whole perspective all of a sudden. And it was just literally she took a turn too fast and hit her foot on the cat carrier, on the gate. And it went right in between her toes. It was very painful. And I just felt so bad for her. So, in that, we're going to visualize hitting our foot. No, I'm kidding. Um, no, we're going to... We're going to breathe. There's a mountain in front of us. And we're walking up it slowly. It's got a steep incline. And so it's hard on our feet and on our legs and on our back. We've got a walking stick. And we're just following the trail. Little rocks. The little rocks and all the pebbles and stuff on the trail are just kind of like your, your things that are holding you down. And as you walk past them, they fall off the mountain. And they're no longer a part of you. And like that's important. Because the farther you go, the lighter you feel. And the less tension you feel. On your extremities. And you just breathe. And move forward. And do all the things you feel like you should be doing. You climb. Until you get to the very top. And it's just a flat basin. And you just look out into the, just the forest. Of wherever you are. The wide open expanse. Of cities and trees and etc. And you realize they're all so small in comparison. And those pebbles, those rocks, those big rocks you felt that were holding you down are just little tiny pebbles you can barely even see from where you are now. You are past all these things because you are happy (laughs) and alive and doing it. And as you breathe, you become more and more just kind of aware of the breeze and it blows between your fingers and behind your ears. And if you have hair, through your hair. <laughs> and it's just nice. Just you, the sun, the sky, and the horizon. I'm just gonna sit. Find a nice little spot to sit down and just enjoy Existence. Hmm. I think in my life I have realized that the things that frustrate me are simply things that I, I allow to frustrate me. They're real. Don't get me wrong. They are real. All the stuff is real. It'd be nice if what we did what What bothered us was just some type of psychosomatic thing that we came up with, like some of the stuff is real. you can't get past you know you're not going to opinion yourself out of being offended by sexism and racism and uh gender what's a word gender uh i don't want to say apologist because that's not right gender uh people who just refuse to just believe that you are able to do whatever you want to do and it has nothing to do with where you stand on some type of spectrum for other people and i see this because although it's not a case of something that i deal with i see it with people other people i know in my life who deal with that and they feel rather trapped in like these choices and these decisions because people have told them, like, no, you were born this way, and this is who you are, and et cetera. And that's just ridiculous. You can be whoever you want to be. and Do whatever you really want to do with your life. And as the world kind of opens up and becomes more understanding to all these things, you too will grow. You'll you'll let the weight of those things not hold you down anymore because you are multifaceted and ever so important. Mochi has joined the podcast. Hello, Mochi. (laughs) Get out of my coffee cup, demon. No. Get down. Thank you. Okay. Appreciate it. And it's just stuff like that. It's a uh, mochi climbing on the desk trying to touch everything. And rather than get mad, you simply have to take a moment, pick her up, put her on the floor, and let her explore somewhere else. And, like, that's, I think that's kind of where life gives you that option to do on some occasions. Sometimes you have to stop, reevaluate, reactionary stuff, and think of the best way to just kind of handle it where it doesn't hurt you. So, that is our homework for the week. That's right, Painter Files listeners. We got homework this week. Um, You can write me back on PainterFilesPodcast at gmail.com with your answer, if you will. Um, What is something that has been bothering you for a long period of time that you're willing to let go of because you realize it's not healthy for you? Not necessarily that it bothers you but that the anger and the frustration you're letting it go because you are you're hurt by it you've been hurt by it and you don't want that anymore maybe that's too specific for me but yeah i know most of us are all kind of you know we work on things and we get caught up on other stuff and we we don't always want that we want to just breathe and be a part of whatever thing we're working on We'd rather focus on that, so as a wild, crazy answer, and, uh, yeah, yeah. All right, Galaris, so I hope you had a great week. I hope you had a great weekend. I hope you ate good food and saw great people. Someone said to me a while back that a lot of times a lot of the cultural things that we do in America are not really about a traditional aspect as much as it is about a family aspect. Uh, Most of us don't give a shit about the pilgrims. We like just being around our family and eating food. (laughs) It's my example. Um, Yeah, I love you. I hope you are well. Thank you to everyone who picked up something during small business saturday for me that's amazing thank you so much the prints the books the shirts all that stuff i love you i appreciate you um please support the podcast please go and write a review give it five stars on like uh apple podcast i don't know what it's called um or wherever you're listening to it that would be amazing so more people can see it don't forget to share um, go support the YouTube channel, Painter Files. I've got videos and shorts and stuff. I've got videos for years of art stuff, but I also do shorts every once in a while still of like paintings that are kind of in the mist and working on, and I still do vlogs. So I hope you enjoy those. You can find me on Instagram under Jaws underscore Blake and also on, um, yeah, Twitter, Painter Files Podcast. <laughs> So I hope you're well. Oh, ooh, ooh, <laughs> ooh. Blake on Patreon. I can always use more patrons. Please, please, uh, please join. And I'd love to share lots of exclusive things with you. So, yeah. I think that's all my plugs I have for now. All right. I love you. I hope you're well. I hope you have a great week. And I will see you next time. Painter out. Ciao.